0: The windows of heaven are open, the blessings are falling tonight. There's joy, joy, joy in my heart since Jesus made.
1: This evening, let us bow before Him this evening. Heavenly Father, once again, we want to say thank you, Lord. But we thank you for this time we have to come to your presence, Lord. But I just want to say, Lord, are you a worthy, O God? And Father, there's no like unto you, O Lord. You're the mighty one, O God. And Father, we've got it here to get a Lord, not to see a man, but Lord, to see you, O God. Amen. We've got it here tonight, Lord, not to hear a man, but to hear you, O God. And Father, this morning, Lord, we heard from you, O oh Lord, we heard from another dimension, O oh God. And Father, we desire that once again this evening, Lord, we hear from that same dimension, O oh Lord. The Father, you pass by every pew, O oh Lord, and you go down the aisles, O oh Lord. And the Father, you minister to every soul and to every need, O oh God. Father, we look to you, O oh Lord Jesus, Lord, we just want your name to be glorified and the this, O oh God. No, Father, we don't want you, have the Father, to sit in our midst this night, O oh Lord, with do to feet, O oh God. But Father, we want to come, O Lord, God. And Father, we want to worship you at your feet, O God, Lord. We want to wash the Father, Lord God. We want to surrender all that we are. I want to ask you to take the full preeminence, oh God. But I give myself unto you, O Lord. You take this voice, oh Lord, you take the vessel Lord. And Father, we pray that you speak to us, O Lord Jesus. Father, you go beyond the notes, O Lord. Do whatever you want, oh God. But Lord, you move, O God. Lord, you glorify your name, O Lord. We thank you for the song service, O Lord. But we just ask that you will have the Father, Lord. We'll be God on the service this evening, Lord. We just thank you and bless your name. We surrender all to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The Lord bless you. I'm sure that you enjoyed the service this morning. God bless you, Brother yeah. Amen. That was a wonderful service. Amen. Hallelujah. Even Wednesday as well. Wednesday really spoke to me. I would thank the Lord that he always comes in due season. Amen. He knows what we need. Amen. we'll I'll take the Bibles and... Uh, we we'll turn to the book of 1st Kings. Thanks musician, Brother John. God bless you. Amen. We'll turn to 1st First, First Kings, uh, chapter 18. And we we'll read from 17 to 20 to 21. Amen. 1st Kings, 18, 17 to 21. And it came to pass, when Ahab saw Elijah that he have said unto him, Thou he that troubleth Israel. And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal 450, and the prophets of the grove 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. So Heab sent unto all the children of Israel, and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And the Lord came unto all the people and said, How long? How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Amen, we thank the Lord for his word, you might have your seat. Amen, the Lord bless you. Amen. Amen, this evening, it was interesting, the last song Brother John was singing just before Brother Ed came, and Brother John didn't know the title tonight, but the title this evening is God is still God. Amen, God is still God. God hasn't changed. Time may change, people may change, but God doesn't change. Amen. And and know one one sermon that kind of inspiring toes his direction was a couple of must a couple of weeks ago, I think Brother Andrew was speaking and was speaking to God of this moment. Amen. And I just want to continue in that thought and a bit pick up as well from the last time we spoke on the Wednesday. So we're trusting in the Lord, Amen, that'll have us way, But our God is still God, Amen. He hasn't changed. Amen. Seasons change. Time change, but God doesn't change. Amen. He remains the same, and if God doesn't change, that means that His bride doesn't change. Amen. You know, we know we have an adversary, which is the enemy, and you know, he's a good adversary. He fights us, but there's one thing that we know, that there's going to come a time and there's going to come a day that this adversary that we're fighting, his position is going to change. Amen. His position is going to change from an adversary to a complete enemy, and his position is going to be held. But you know, God is never going to change. The position of God is going to stay the same, amen. And his bride is going to join him one day, amen. Brother Branham was speaking, lifting him up out of history, Jeffersonville, 1958. And he said, we are standing tonight upon the brim and watching come to pass and unfold two great scenes. And those two great scenes are these. One of them is the ending of history, and the other one is the ending of time. And many great men down through the ages has longed to see this hour that we are now approaching. And as we live in this glorious setting of mortal sun and the breaking of eternal light, I do feel that we are living in one of the, most, one of the grandest age that ever man has been permitted to live. Because it's the closing out of time and the blending in of eternity. History tells us what we have read of what has been. And what's in the future less in the hands of God. So truly, we are living, and we all can say that we are living in, in the ending of history and the ending of time. Amen. But in the end of history, in the end of time, I believe that we ought to be the, the happiest people that ever is on earth. Amen. Because many people have loved to sin this age. Many great men will have loved to send this age. But you and I have been granted the privilege to be able to see this age. Amen. And I believe that ought to make us happy. That ought to make us glad. Another thing that ought to make us happy is that you know, among all the religions in the world, there is only one religion which is Christianity, that is serving a living God. Amen. You know, every religion can point back and say this is our God and is lying in a grave. But we can point back to an empty tomb and say that our God is alive and is living. Amen. And it's not just a God that is living around in the air or living around in some space. You know, we know a God is a spirit, but it's a God that is living in a people. Amen. It's a God that is living in you. It's a God that is living in me. Amen. And among all the churches as well that we see in Christianity and the Christianity world, I believe that the bride that is believing the message is the only one that has the true revelation of who Jesus Christ is. Amen. And I I believe that ought to be another reason why that we ought to be the most happiest people on earth. Amen. Because God has granted us the grace to give us the revelation of who he really is in this very hour. Amen. It is sad to say, but there are many people who have chopped God open to three pieces and have chopped him open to two pieces and some of them are chopping up even into seven pieces. But we know that our God is only one God. Amen. He's the one God that manifests himself in different attributes, amen. And his very hour is manifesting himself in you and I as the bride of Christ, amen. To declare to the world and to declare to Satan that there is God that is still living, that there is God that is still walking on two feet, that there is God that is still speaking, that there is God that is still sitting on a pew, that there is a God that is still preaching the gospel. I believe that that is what the age of 11 am is wanting to declare that God is still alive and well. Yeah. Amen. Our God is not there, but our God is still God. Amen. Amen. He is still God. And you know, God, in declaring His ways, you know, there are many ways that God declares Himself. And one of the ways that God declares Himself is by proving His Word. He declares Himself by proving His Word. But in order for Him to prove His Word, there ought to be individuals that are going to believe that Word for Him to prove that Word. Because if there are no individuals that will be there to believe that word, then God cannot prove his word. Amen. Hey, Brother Branham Muspice says he's his word. In his word. Los Angeles, California, Monday, 1965, he says, If his children will only take his word, so he can prove it by you. That's the only way he can prove his word. You see, he doesn't prove it to the unbeliever. They can't be proved. They are unbelievers. But it's not to unbelievers. It's not for unbelievers. It's to him that believe. And if he can find somebody who will believe his word, he will prove his word by you. You see, in every age, God predestined a certain people that are going to believe his word. And those people that believe his word are those people by whom he's going to prove his word amen. And this time that we are living in, we are the people that have been called to be those that who believe that word for him to prove his word. Amen. You have been called to prove the word of God. You've been called to be the manifestation of God once again on earth. You've been called to be the manifestation of the word of God on this last age. You've been called to be that victorious bride. You've been called to be the one that speaks the word. You've been called to be the one that is able to stand in front of Satan and Say, you Satan have no authority and you have no right over me because I am a son of God, because I am a daughter of God, because the word of God has been made manifested in me. And the word of God defeated you two thousand years ago. And if it did it two thousand years ago, it'll do it again today because our God is still God, He hasn't changed. Hallelujah! Our God is still God. Amen, and you're predestinated in every age, and we know the story of how, you know, the children of Israel were, were on your journey, and they were on your journey, and heading towards the promised land, and they go to kadesh Bernier, and we know that was the judgment seat, and, and you know, at kadesh Bernier, you know, 12 of them were sent out to go and spy the land. They told them, go spoil the land, and come and bring rapport back. Oh, of the land that is flowing with milk and honey. And you know, they sure did go to the land. And when they got to the land, they saw the land. And, and they saw the truth of the land that flowed with milk and honey. And they saw all that was in there. But it was as well that they noticed that was, there were joints in the land. See, they noticed that there were joints in the land. And when they saw the joints in the land, they started to make one big mistake, and that was to change their focus. Their focus started to move from the promise that was given to them to looking at a joint that was standing in front of them. And friends, you know, we are living in a certain vessel, this certain vessel that the Lord has given to us that He's dwelling in. We know that we have to live in it for a season because one day there is coming a body that is going to be a new body. But as the moment that we are living in this vessel, there are giants that we face every day. There are joints that we face in our flesh. There are joints that we face in our know, spirit realm. And, you know, I think when Brother Andrew was speaking about how, you know, these joints come in and, and the are taught and how they, they creep into our bodies. And that was a wonderful service, Brother Andrew. God bless you. But there are joints that we face in our body. There are joints that we face in our spirits. And they try to war against us. And sometimes we lose the focus. And we start to look at the joint instead of looking at the promise. We start to look at the joint that come in our lives. You know, the joint of, you know, the joint of sickness that might come in our lives. Or the joint of depression that might come in our lives. Or the joints of seducing spirit of worry. Or the joints of the past, of the joints of fear that might come in our lives. And we look at them and we forget about the promise. And you see, they went over to the land and they went to spare the land and they came back to give a report. And when they came back to give a report, more than 70% of the people that came back, they, they sure did sure to declare that the land had milk and honey, but it said, we can't take the land because there are giants in the land. More than 70% of the people that were sent out came back and said, we can't take the land because there are giants in the land. But I want you to know that in every age, God predestined the people that will believe his word for him to prove his word. Boy, damn. And in that age, he had predestined a Caleb and he had predestined a Joshua that was going to stand on the word and said, God is going to give us the land because he promised that. And he is going to give up because our God is still God. If our God took it out of Egypt, he will take us to the land. He's not going to leave us halfway. He they believed and they said, we're going to stand on the word because God is going to prove his word. And it said, we're not just going to take the land, but we're also going to take down the giants. And friends, we're not just going to take the land. We're going to take down the giants. No matter what kind of giant are in our lives, we're going to take them down because the promise has been given unto us. We have been called to prove the word in this last age. No one else have been called, but you and I have been called to prove that God is still God. Amen. 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 Surely... Joshua and Caleb said, We can take the land. But you see, as they walked, and the time moment came that they were heading towards the land. You know, they came to to the banks of of Jordan. And when they came to the banks of Jordan, it was in the month of April. And the month of April was the time that the banks of Jordan were overflowing. I'm Brother Brandon will say it almost seemed like God was a poor general to lead him at, that, uh, at the Jordan at that time. It almost looked like he was a poor general to bring them at that time in that situation. But you see, God had promised that he was going to prove his word. See, Joshua and Caleb believed him and he was going to prove his word because he found the people that were believing on the word. And perhaps you might have taken God at His word. And you're walking down believing His word. And there's a mountain in front of you. Or there's a Jordan that has been overflowing. I want you to know, you just keep standing on the word. Because He is going to prove that word. Because He spoke the word. And it's not you who spoke the word. And if He spoke the word, He will vindicate His own word. You keep holding on to that word. And you watch Him come on the scene. You watch Him come as the mighty conqueror. You watch Him come as the mighty warrior. Because they're still dead because God was going to prove His word. And no matter how much the banks were just overflowing, no matter how much the tumult was, no matter how much the chaos was, God was coming to prove His word. The time didn't seem right. It seemed that it was a mistake, but it wasn't no mistake. And sometimes the time may not seem right. You may think that you are not in that place, or you're not in that position to receive in the Holy Ghost, or you may think you're not in that place for the rapture. I want you to know that God is determined to prove His Word. I want you to know that if you have been predestinated, you have been predestinated to the Holy Ghost. If you have been predestinated, you have been predestinated to the rapture, and nothing is going to stop it. No matter what the situation is, no matter what the chaos is, nothing is going to stop because the program of God is greater than the chaos. Amen. Amen. The program of God is greater than the chaos. Nothing is going to stop. Amen. Amen. I believe that we're living in a time that God really wants to prove his word to them that believe. Amen. He really want to prove His Word. He wants to prove that truly there's going to be a church that is filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. That there's truly really going to be a church that is going to break through that sin barrier. Amen. That is going to break through the dead barrier because this bride has been predestinated and has been told that she's going to be the one that is going to be the mighty. She's going to do the mighty works. Amen. And once she breaks that sin barrier, once you break that dead barrier, the Word says it's unlimited the things that you can do. Amen. And I believe the bride is living in a season that she can do unlimited things. That she can believe for the impossible. That she can believe for the miraculous. That she can believe for the supernatural. But all what she has to do is to break through that barrier. Right, Amen. Because that barrier has been holding us back for too long. But I believe that the season has come. I believe that the time has come to break through that barrier. Right, Amen. Because you see the plane couldn't stay there for too long. That plane was built to break that barrier. You see the people who made the plane. They, they made it a certain way. They knew the equipment that they needed. They knew the things they had to put in it for it to break that barrier. And when God made you, and when he brought this message, he knew what it would take to break that barrier. And he put it all in you. All you have to do is to let loose and let God have his way in your life. It's to let loose and break through the same barrier. It is unlimited what you can do. It is the word of God. It is unlimited what you can do when you break through the sin barrier. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, friends, I tell you, God is looking for someone who will stand like Joshua stood. He's looking for someone who will stand like Joshua stood. The truly, we are going all the way. The commission has been given to him, and we're going all the way. He's looking for someone who will stand like Caleb stood. And said, okay, I have fought, I have done all that I have done, but now I am coming for my mountain. I am coming for my mountain now, I've done what I have to do, but I'm coming for my mountain of joy, I've done what I have to do, but I'm coming for my mountain of peace, I'm coming for my mountain of healing, you see, I'm coming for him, because I have done what I have to do, and the word has to prove itself, you see, I spoke the word, and it was there laying down in history, but now has come time for it to be fulfilled, and I'm saying to you, now give me back my mountain, you can't hold it anymore, Satan, give me back my mountain, He's looking for someone who will stand like Joshua, or someone who will stand like Caleb, someone who will stand like Esther. You see, Esther said, Mordecai, I'm going to do all that you say that I should do. I am going to do it, and if I perish. I perish. But you want you to notice one time there was no way that she was gonna perish because she was married to the can. Hallelujah. I want you to know there is no way that you are gonna perish because you were married to the can. Hallelujah. You can walk and walk into that place anytime time you want, you can walk into that chamber any time you want, and whatever ten you desire, you just speak that word and you see it manifested because you are the wife of the can. No matter what the enemy is flying against you, I want you to know that Haman is gonna be hanged on the same gallows that he owned himself prepared. He's gonna hang on the same gallows. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He's gonna hang on them. Remember, friends, as we said on Wednesday, be not afraid, but only believe. Be not afraid, only believe. The word of God is true. God is still God. He hasn't changed all he's waiting for. is someone who will believe that word so that he can prove that word to the person. He is still God today. Hallelujah. You see, Joshua and Caleb only believed. In the face of all of the unbelief, they stood and they said, we will take the land. Brother Branham was speaking, proving his word. Jeffersonville, he said, but in the face of all of the doubting, Ages and the things that we've went through and in today, the worst of all, in the face of all this doubt, God does go right on proving his word to be right, as he has in every age. Brother Branham says, unbelief doesn't stop God. It doesn't hinder him. He said, I don't care how much the world unbelieve, it still goes on to happen unbelief doesn't do nothing but condemns the unbeliever the unbelief will send the unbeliever to hell it will rob him of every blessing God promised to him but it doesn't hinder God from going right on with his believer see unbelief doesn't stop God it only stops the unbeliever see unbelief only stops the unbeliever and when you start to unbelieve the word, or have any unbelief in your, in your walk, all you're doing is you're robbing yourself of God's promises. That's what a quote is saying: you're robbing yourself of God's promises. But if you keep yourself in an atmosphere of belief, you keep yourself in an atmosphere of faith, you keep yourself in an atmosphere like we're hearing this morning where you just create an atmosphere where you're just driven to, to, to be in the presence of the Lord, you're just driven to hunger for more of God. If you keep yourself in that atmosphere, I tell you there is not enough unbelief that can come around that will stop God from fulfilling His Word. Because unbelief does not stop God. No matter how many unbelief, no matter how many unbelievers that is in the world, it doesn't stop God from still moving in his pride. Because God is still God. You see, there's no way that you can stop the sun from shining. And I mean the S-U-N sun. There's no way you can stop it from shining. No matter what you do, that sun is still shining anyways. You see, the clouds may come and but the sun is still shining. No matter what happened, the sun is still shining. And I believe that's what a bride ought to be. She ought to be shining no matter what the situation is. No matter what she's going through, she ought to be still shining. Amen. No matter what the clouds of life is, no matter what comes to cloud your ways, you ought to still be shining because you are the son and the daughter of God. In the face of any clouds of doubt, He ought to still be shining by believing God and taking him at his word. You see, it was Noah that was living in a time that there were so many clouds of unbelief. There's so much cloud of unbelief. It was a scientific age. And, you know, and here was Noah who had an unscientific message. It was an intellectual age. But here was Noah that had an unintellectual message. It wasn't popular at that time. But you see, Noah was predestinated for that age to be the one that God was going to use to prove his word. Regardless of all of the unbelief, regardless of all the cloud of unbelief and all the days that were there, Noah was still the one that God was going to use to prove his word. And you see, Noah went on preaching the word and and he went on doing all that he had to do. But I want you to realize there was another man by the name of Enoch. And you see, Enoch was another one that God had predestinated that He was going to use to prove His word. And you see, we can dramatize this a little bit. And you know, Enoch, you know, must have been, you know, just kind of a man, just as we all are, or or whatever family man, or whatever it is. And you know, Enoch, perhaps every morning he'll wake up and you know he'll head down to work. But he was a predestinated son of God. And every morning when he wakes up, you know, perhaps he's walking out and, you know, he'll take a message. And perhaps his walk wasn't too far from his head, so he'll just walk. And he'll put a message in his, in his earboard and he'll start listening to a tape as he walks. And, and perhaps one day, you know, he started to get into a series of messages. He started to get into a series of messages. And one of well, the first series of what he was going through that he listened to was, Why are people so tossed a bit? And he had about a third pull. You know, he had about a third pull. And, you know, all, all that was going on. And he came to service in the morning. And Brother Ed was preaching and all that. And my everything was just lining up. And he had about a third pull. And he was listening to why people so tossed about. And the next day, the next morning, he wakes up. You know, he picks up another message in a series. And he listened to the present stage of, of my ministry. And again, you know, he hears the mention of the third pole. And the next day he takes another message. You know, he's been going through the seals now. And he gets to the question and answers of the seals. And and again, he hears about the third pole. And oh, after he listened to question and answers on the seals while he moved to the seventh seal. And again, he hears about the third pole. And after he's done listening to the seals, he goes to listen to why Christ speak. And he hears about a toad pull. and after listening to why Christ speaks, he moves on to another tape, and he listens to Christ is the mystery of God revealed. Yeah. Hallelujah. Christ is the mystery of God revealed. And he started to understand the plan of God. He started to understand the purpose of God. What God is trying to do in this last age. He started to comprehend how God is moving. He started to understand what those 3rd of silence that was not heaven meant. He started to cast the revelation of what was going on. And the word was becoming real to, to Enoch because the Bible said that he walked with God, and he pleased God every day that he walked. He was pleasing to the Lord. He was pleasing to him, because he was staying in the word. He was pleasing to him, because he was listening to those tapes. He was pleasing to him, because he was staying in the word. He was pleasing to him, because he was praying every morning. He was praying every evening. The altar in his house was as hot as anything else that was in the world. That was Enoch. Christ is the mystery of God revealed. And after he finished listening to Christ is the mystery of God revealed, he took the message, perfect faith. And he started listening to perfect faith. And he started to understand the meaning and the importance of love. And not a failure love, or an heiress love, but a gap of love. He had to understand that that is what it will take to bring the perfect faith, that will bring the faith for the rapture. He started to comprehend. And I want you to remember that all along Enoch is building a pyramid. Enoch is building a pyramid and he's got a perfect faith and he's hearing about love. And I want you to know that the last thing that was supposed to cap the pyramid was love. And that was the very message that Enoch started to listen to was perfect faith. And it was catching the revelation of what love is. Hallelujah. He started to catch the revelation of what love is. That love is what is going to enter that place. That divine love is what will enter that place. Divine love is what will bring the perfect faith. Hallelujah. He started to catch the revelation. And as he was catching the revelation, all friends, he came to a day that the very capstone that he was supposed to put there, he became that capstone because he caught the revelation of what that love was. And all friends on that, in all the series, he came to a point that he took his last message. You know what his last message was? The rapture. Hallelujah! He took his last message, and that was the rapture. Oh, and as he was listening to that message, little did he know that that morning, God was going to prove his word to him. Oh, he was going to prove his word, that the word was going to become flesh. Hallelujah! Oh, the word was going to become flesh. He was going to be the rapture. Hallelujah! And when you stay in the word, oh, bride of Christ, Enoch, when you stay in the word, oh, friends, the word of Become flesh, and you will become the rapture, and you will become the rapture. Oh, hallelujah! Oh, friends, they tell you, Oh, the season has come. Oh, friends, the time has come. Oh, the time has come to stay in that word. The time has come to become that word. Because God is wanting to prove his word. Because the word God, is still God. The same God of Enoch is the same God today. The same God of Moses is the same God today. Yeah. He hasn't changed. And if he promised the rapture, there is going to be a rapture. There is going to be a people that are going to go on the rapture. And I am one of them. And I believe that you are one of them. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we live in this place, friends. And if we live in this place, I want you to know, just as it was in the first Exodus, so is it going to be in the third Exodus. We are not going to leave one hoof behind. But every predestinated seed of God is going in the rapture. I don't care where they are in this very moment. They might be in a muck of sin. They might be wherever they want to be. But I want you to know they cannot run away from the rapture. Because their name has been inscribed in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I tell you, you don't be worried about them. Because God is going to bring them home. Because he's not leaving one hoof behind. As we said it the other day, even Brother Branham's dog made it. Hallelujah. Oh, friends. Oh, not even one hoof behind. Hallelujah. Oh, man. Hallelujah. But you see, God is one to the his word. But before the rapture takes place, he wants you to know that he's the same God today. Now, the same God that made a way in the Red Sea is not a God of history. He's not a God of history. You know, Miriam that took the tambourine and started to dance, it wasn't just the history. It is still alive and well today. The same joy that came into Miriam's heart, that same joy is alive and well today. The same God that was in David that took down the, the, the giant is the same God today. He's not a God of history. He's a God of present times God today. Oh, the same God that was in David when he started to dance when the ark of the covenant was coming back home. He's the same God today. Oh, friends, it's time to let loose. You know, David must have been one that you know he was a warrior. And I want you to notice that soldiers and warriors, they're very stiff people. They're very militant people because they're warriors. You know, they, they, they barely laugh sometimes. I had a friend who was a soldier. Oh, they're very, you know, very in the West because they're soldiers. They must be tough. Oh, but I tell you, oh, that day when David saw the air coming, he lost them. Oh, hallelujah. When he saw that heart coming back home, he lost. He lost all of his, you know, hardship that he had. He lost all of his touchy ways. He lost all of his strong ways because he saw something supernatural is taking place. Hallelujah. And when he saw that supernatural taking place, I tell him he started to let loose of everything that he had in this morning. He started to let loose of his attitude. He started to let loose of the atmosphere that he has created around him. And he started to praise the Lord. And I tell you that God... He's not a God of history. He's the same God today because that same ark has been brought into the camp. That same ark has been brought into the message believer. And I tell you, if it has come to you and it has revealed itself to you, it's got to put a joy in your heart. It ought to put a peace in your heart. It ought to put a rejoicing in your heart because God in this last age has come back to dwell on the people again. God has come back to live in a bride again. God has come back to prove himself that he is the Lord. And well, that God is still God. Amen. He hasn't changed. Hallelujah! All this waiting is on you, Brother Branum. Continuing the same in his word. Is that when He predestined anything to happen, and say it will happen? He knows that seed will be there just at that time. Let me read that again. Is that when He predestinates anything to happen? And says it will happen. He knows the seed will be there just at that time. He said he predestinated a bride. She's going to be there. He said going to be in a rapture. She's going to be there. He predestinated it by his foreknowledge. See there is nothing going to stop it. Oh Hallelujah. There is none of that is going to stop this bride. Friends, the cycle of the rapture has already begun. The devil is too late. The cycle has already begun. The cycle of your deliverance has already begun. The cycle of your healing has already begun. Nothing is going to stop it. Nothing can stop the word of God. Amen. All is looking for is for you to believe his word that he can prove us. But you see, it was a season that everything was dry. Everything was dry because the people are turned away from the Lord. And they were worshipping idols and they were worshipping Baal and, and that's what they had become and the Lord has sent the word that there was not going to be rain or dew even fall until the prophet called it back. And it was a dry season, and notice him to be moving. But in the midst of it all, God had a prophet and 7,000 people that had not bowed themselves to Baal. There are people that had not bowed themselves to the idols of the world, but had turned your face to God. And friends, in the midst of all of unbelief, God was determined that he was going to prove his word. And in the midst of all the chaos and the unbelief in the world, God is determined that he is going to prove his word. He's going to prove his word by you. He's going to prove his word by me. As we read in the scripture, verse 17 says, and it came to pass, when Abraham saw Elijah, that he said unto him, are thou... He that troubleth Israel, Amen. Is that are you the one that's troubling us? And you know, one day that's what they're going to be asking us: Are you the guys that are troubling us? Are you those people that's troubling us? Are you those people that are allowing us to have our great council of churches? Are you those people? I will tell them we're not the people, but it's you people. It is you people who turn away from the Lord. You are the people that that is troubling the nation. You are the people that has brought all this upon us. We are not the people. See, he wasn't an Elijah. And he answered, oh, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's, father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. So Elijah said unto him, Go ahead and gather the 450 prophets of Baal and, and the 400 prophets of the, of the groves and bring them over. Mount Carmel and tonight I want you to go and gather all your tormenting men and bring them over to Carmel you go ahead and gather all your afflictions and let's go over to Mount Carmel this evening go ahead and gather all your persecutors and let's go over to Mount Carmel this evening there's a show I'm about to happen gather them all let's go on over Let's go in the presence of the Lord and let's see who is God. Because, you see, we can't be divided. The Bible said that you can't serve God and mammon. The Bible said that a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. You ought, to be have, you ought to be single-hearted, single-minded in order to follow the Lord. So we call for a showdown. and You know, the people... You know, they took two bullocks, and they took their bullock, and they started to dress their bullock and get everything ready for the showdown because, you know, they said that the God of this God will come down as a fire. So they gathered their bullock, and I want you to, to recognize that they both took a bullock, which was their sacrifice. And the sacrifice is just a type of Christ. And they both took it. And in that age, we can go through down through the ages of how they took Christ and took the word and and they brought it and they, they made a beautiful temples and made beautiful big buildings and all that to bring Christ in there. And when it came time for them to call unto the Lord, they started to call upon a Trinitarian God, and they started to call upon your creeds and they started to call upon your dogmas, expecting God to come down, but in through it all there was no move of God. They had Christ in there, but the approach was wrong. The one that they were calling on to, they had no revelation of him. They didn't know the God that they were calling on to. And so, well, the lady the sacrifice, but nothing happened. And you know, sometimes we take the word of God, but yet... We start to call on to our doubts. And we start to call on to our fears. Expecting God to move. But you see, God can't move if we're not calling Him on the sand. If we're not single-hearted on Him. If we're not single-minded on Him. He can't come on the sand. He can't come on the sand. And that was what these people were doing. And the scriptures continue to say that the rain no You know, Elijah rose up and started to tell them, you know, cry out a little louder because your God might be sleeping or might be in battle or so forth. And, oh, they wept on and they they kept on crying loud and cutting themselves and doing all that. But still God wasn't coming on the scene. And perhaps you want to look, it, it must have been around noon time that Luther rose up. He rose up and he started to mark all the doctrines and all the documents of the Catholic Church, and he nailed his 95 theses upon the, 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 the Castle Church of of Wittenberg. and he started to mark, and, and that was the start of the move of God, but it wasn't fully what God was going to do. But about even in time, the Prophet of God arose. About evening time, Elijah rose up. And I said, okay, fair enough. You guys have done all that you wanted to do. And I want you now to come and gather around. Now come on over. Now you've done all that you can do. And you've done all to prove that your God is great and over more. But now it's evening time. You come on over. It's evening time. Draw night. And the first thing that the prophet did, he started to restore the altar. He didn't go straight away to slaying the sacrifice, but he started to restore the altar. He was taking the right approach. He started to restore the altar. And sometimes that is just where we have to start from. Start restoring the altar. Start restoring the prayer life. Start restoring the time in the the message. The time in the word. Start restoring that again. And the prophet came on the scene and he started restoring the altar. Starting to toy toy all the loose ends that were gone. The baptism and all that, he started to toy them all back. And after he done toying all them back, now he took the sacrifice. He took the same word. They had a bullock and he had a bullock. It was the same word. And when he took the bullock... He said unto them, Come on over, you pour water on it. Because I want to prove you that my God, He is God. You pour water on us. You do whatever you want to do. But I want to prove to you that God is still God. And you know, when this message came, the critics rose up, they built up websites, and they built up that, and they built up the other time, and they tried to throw it all upon the message, but God is still God. Nothing can stop the fire from falling down. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that Satan may come your way, and he can throw anything at you. He can throw disappointments your way, throw sickness your way, he can throw anything your way, but I want you to know that the fire is going to fall anyway. Because God has promised it. Because God told him that a fire is going to fall. And I believe that we're living in a time for the fire to fall. We're living in a time for the fire to fall. To fall and consume any time that is standing in the way. It's come time for the fire to fall. But you start restoring the altar. And you start laying Christ upon that, side, on that altar. You start taking the right approach. And you see him come down on the sand. Because that's all God is waiting for. Is to come on the sand. Is to come and prove his word. To prove that he is God. It was at that time. After they had proven that he was God. He told Ahab, now you Go because rain is coming, rain is coming, the altar has been restored, the sacrifice has been done the right way, now rain is coming, and when you have restored it all, and you have approached it the right way, don't worry, rain is coming, the blessings have fallen tonight as we sang in that song, rain is coming, because God is still God, And he'll prove his word. Regardless of all of the unbelief. Regardless of all of the days. He will still prove his word. You see, you might be in a season where. You feel the God is silent. And you feel the God is not moving. But all that God is waiting for. Is for you to call him on the scene. For 400 years. Israel. Laid in bondage in Egypt. 400 years. All they knew was the God of history. That's all they knew about was the God of history. A God that made a promise. For 400 years they were in bondage. But there came a time that the God of history was going to become a present and God. There came a time that the same God that made a promise was going to fulfill that promise. And the Lord may have been silent in your way, but I want you to know that He is going to fulfill the promise. That the very same God was coming on the scene. That He was going to be a present tense deliverer. He was going to be a present tense healer to them. A present tense way maker. A present tense restorer. A present tense spring of living waters. That was what He was going to be to them. You see, Amram, in those days when they were in bondage, Amram kept on praying and praying for several years. He was praying for God to send a deliverer. And you see, God might have been silent in your, in your situation, but you just keep staying there and you just keep calling him on the scene. Because Amram kept on praying and he kept on praying, but as he was praying, the situation seemed to be getting worse. And you might have been praying, and the situation is getting worse. But it came a day that Amram got a business with God. Amram got on his knees and he said, God, you made a promise. God, I didn't say it. You said it. And the time has come. The season has come. We can see all the signs around us. It is time for deliverance, and we're calling you on the scene. Yeah. Amram said, God, if you were God, I want you to come and prove yourself. He said, I want to see the God that was with Abraham come back on the scene. He said, I don't want to see a God of history anymore. I want to see a present tense God. And when Amram kept on praying, Brother Branham would say, as he was praying right there on the corner, appeared the angel of the Lord. And when the angel of the Lord appeared, he said to oh, Amram, he said, Amram, deliverance is coming. And I want you to know one thing, deliverance is not just coming, but it is coming in your home. Hallelujah, Amram, it is coming in your home. Deliverance is coming to your situation. It is not going to come to another place. It will come in your home. Amram, um, get ready for it. Because he is coming. The very deliverance that you are praying for is coming through your lineage. The very deliverance that you are praying for it is Christ coming on the scene. And it's waiting on you to call him on the scene. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, he was coming on the scene. Brother Branham was saying, look him me, my of history. He said, my brother and oh sister, in this present day, when crisis and when cancer is eating up the world and diseases of all kinds, the same historical God that cleansed the leper, that healed the sick and raised the dead, he's the same God today and is waiting anxiously for his people to call him on the scene of action. He's waiting for you to call him on the scene for action because God is ready for action. You see, you've seen God as a healer, you've seen God as a deliverer, but you watch him in battle. Oh, hallelujah! You watch him in battle. I tell you, he's ready, he's the one that is gonna fight a battle and is waiting for you to call him on the scene. Oh, there is a thousand or oh, band of angels that are ready to rush down to your situation and is waiting for you to let loose of your doubt, for you to let loose of your own ideas to let loose of your own fears and let loose of your own problems and let God come on the scene and prove to you that he is still God Amen. that he is not changed even one bit. Amen. Our God, he is still God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Friends, our God cannot fail. May the musicians come. Our God cannot fail. He is the same yesterday, He is the same today, and He is the same forever. You see, He promised that in the last days, He is going to pour out His Spirit upon His people. I want you to know that we are living in the last days. Hallelujah. We are living in the last days. Friends, we don't want to limit God. We want God to have His way and the way He wants to have. Him. If He promised He going to pour His Spirit upon us, friends, let's take Him out His word. If he said his son should follow them that believe, they'll take him at his word. Amen. You see, in, in Mark 11, you know, the, the, the word will say, you know, verily I say unto you, if you believe, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast it on the sea, and you will believe. Amen. You will believe that the things that you say will come to pass. You shall have what you say. Amen. You see, it's lying on you believing on the word. And if you don't have any doubt, then it will come to pass. See, the only way he can prove his word is for you to believe and to cast out a doubt. Right. That's the way for him to prove his word. And he's promised that he's gonna pour his spirit out upon his people. Friends, we're living in the last days. Let God become God in our lives, let God become God in our situations because our God is still God. Friends, Enoch, arise, I arise, I Enoch. Let God become God. Let him reveal himself to you through his word. Stay in that word. Believe that word. Don't just be hearers of the word, but let us be doers of the word. You have been equipped. You have been built for the time like this. Esther was put in that moment for that time, for that season. In the moment when Haman was going to do everything he could do, Esther was there. Amen. And when Satan is trying to do everything he can do, you are here. Amen. You are here to prove God's word. That his word is true. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Brandon Muse. still lifting my He said, watch him. Watch him go in to move us. Watch him do the supreme. Watch him do the things the man will wonder and scratch his head and not understand it. He's the historical God and the present day God. He's wanting to be called out of history. Oh, friends, how many of you want to call him out of history this evening? Yeah. And say, God, I want you to be God in my life. Why don't we stand on our feet this evening? Friends, The God of history wasn't good for Amron and Jacob. A God of history wasn't good for Lazarus. A God of history wasn't good for Jairus. And I tell you, a God of history is not going to be good for you, and it's not going to be good for me. But it's only a present tense God that is going to be good for you and me. See, Lazarus, Martha, and, and Mary could have looked and remember, you know, the day when Elijah went in and, you know, wrote, rose up, you know, the, 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 the woman that the that, that son was dead. You see, they could remember that. But you see, that was not gonna do any good for them and the situation that they were in. But when they started recognizing the present tense God, the same God that was in Elijah, been made flesh in Jesus Christ, come on the scene. Oh, then the situation changed. And when you recognize him, the same God come on the scene, then the situation changes. Oh, how many of you here will say, let the God, the wars in history be the present tense God in my life. I want to see him move. I want to see him have his way in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know what's on your heart, brother John or sister Angie. Let's sing to him. Same God. Let's sing same God. Hallelujah.
0: Maybe the first verse. 798 or 978 the same God who spoke to the woman at the well the same God can Sing God who created and the heavens and the earth came back living in Jesus and there was power
1: hand clap of praise this evening. He's the same God this evening. Hallelujah. You see, the woman came to the well and oh, friends, she was desperate. She was in a moment without hope and without any, any, any way of getting out of her situation. But there was only one God that could deliver her. And the same God that spoke to her and spoke to her situation and discern every thought that she had, every thought of what, whatever she had done. He's the same God this evening. He's the same God that has come to speak to your situation. He's the same God that has come to deliver you from your bondage. He's the same God that has come to deliver you from your sickness. He's the same God that has come to set you free. He's the same God that has come on the scene. Will you let him in? Let's sing it one more time, yes, the air to come. The same God.
0: Same God who spoke to the woman of the world. The same God.